everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Waters Runs Deep podcast. We're on episode 21 of season two, and we're doing time travel today. And we are joined by my good friend, J-Mo, who I work with, and he is also in a band here in Maryland. Um, So I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit more, and then we can get rolling. So thanks Uh, for joining, J-Mo. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm J-Mo. Like Ange said, I I work with her. uh, So she has to put up with me uh, on a fairly regular basis. So that's good. I play in a local band called uh, Bootleggers and Baptists. Uh, we play Pennsylvania, Maryland, D.C., Virginia, kind of a little bit all over the, you know, uh, DMV area. Uh, we're kind of swampy rock. Um, we have stuff on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube Music and all the good streaming stuff out there. But, you know, being in... Uh, uh, a band like this clearly makes me an expert in time travel, so I'm I'm happy to be uh, participating with you guys today. I absolutely I mean, if agree, you do have that. Oh, I was going to say I I have a question. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but we'd love to we would love to share with our listeners, all ten of them, uh, some songs from your your band. So if you want to send us like a song, you don't mind us throwing in at the end or maybe middle or hey, it could be at the, at the beginning. We don't know. Time's not real. Uh, we'd love to share some of your of your of your hits, your greatest hits. Absolutely, so, that's all. as Jamo and Angela said. We're going to be talking about time travel today. Um, we're going to this may be a two parter. We're going to see where we get. Um, Want to get a little in depth with this episode, but things happen, things change, so we're going to scrape the surface today and um, dive deep in a part two um, at some point. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get it kicked off with some wacky world news. Yes, and this one is a doozy today. So, as usual, Amanda and I have been sending each other memes on a daily basis, and this one came across our feed. It's not really recent world news, but it it counts. It's from last year. So, the uh, headline is, a teen proposed to his soulmate. The teenager is 19 years old. And his girlfriend, who he just recently proposed to, is 76. And apparently, yeah, (laughs) apparently he got trolled on social media and everyone thought it was his girlfriend. I mean, I'm sorry, his grandmother. And um, to make matters worse, she is also a billionaire. Oh, nice. We know why he's in love. Yes. Yes. So this was a big TikTok uh, sensation in Italy where he proposed to her. Um, He did this on a Monday, claiming to be engaged to his 76 year old soulmate whose name has not been publicly disclosed. Um, And when this article was written last year, it was clocked up more than 20 million views for. This lo- lovely TikTok. Did they tell us how Nona is a billionaire? No, because we don't know her name. Oh, but we know what she looks like. Couldn't we like reverse search? I'm sure she has some type of. Uh, and, and folks, I will post a picture of Nona and Giuseppo on their 
love kiss after he proposed, I assume. I mean, look, if Leonardo DiCaprio can do it, why not Nona? And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I didn't know Leonardo DiCaprio made it married or attempted to marry or whatever an older woman. Oh no no! I meant the opposite. Well, no, so, the opposite. Leo goes younger. <laughs> Leo Leo is currently dating a nineteen-year-old. Oh, I didn't even know that. And he's 48, 47. Well, Amanda, we're not going to name names because yeah. we don't want to put it out there. <laughs> but we do know somebody uh, close to us. We'll just say that, that uh, had a similar scenario and did, in fact, actually marry the individual. <laughs> Said marriage didn't last, but uh, all good that things must come to that, an end, as they say. we do have a... Uh... We're all things so, that are twenty year age difference. Yes. I mean that that's twenty years and what Leo's like what's twenty it's still twenty. This is a fifty seven year age gap. Guess she likes that young D. I don't know. That's that's amazing. I she must I have mean good for day. how how old she <laughs> <laughs> how old she is? For how how she looks for her age, I hey she can get it. <laughs> Which she's attra- is she attractive old lady? Um, I mean, she looks like a typical typical Nona. Oh, she looks like she actually looks like my neighbor. <laughs> I don't know my neighbor oh, looks wow. like, but she really looks no. like my neighbor, even with like the blue. She's like a blue blue hair dye. Um. She looks like Aunt Winky, Chris. Oh my God, she does. So, uh, I mean, Aunt, Aunt Winky, Winky was a pretty lady, but I mean, yeah, was uh, Chris and I's great aunt. Um, she died a couple years ago in like her nineties, but yeah, she looks like a younger, younger Aunt Winky. Oh. She with does she have dark hair or white hair? She has white hair and then like a blue dye in the. It's front like of a blue her like soul patch in the front. Yeah, so she's hip. She's real hip. Blue soul patch. She has facial hair. <laughs> hair on her head. Oh. <laughs> well, from all the data you've given me, I, I have to assume that she's got that good, good casserole, and that's what this is all about. I mean, Nana can. Nana's got got that good lasagna for sure. <laughs> chicken, chicken parm's on fire. Oh yeah, not chicken parm. That's I could eat that all day. Maybe some good cannoli. Yeah. Or he has some good cannoli. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, it literally does look like she's his grand grandmother. Yeah. What's the so Amanda, this just makes me feel old because he was born the year we graduated. Well, she's a pretty lady. I'm looking at her now. She's a she's a pretty lady. See? I mean, yeah, she's definitely she's not bad. She doesn't look like she's had work done or anything. Like she, and she's a billionaire. Oh, yeah, sorry, right? I don't have your. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit for a billion dollars, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Blue hair and all. Looks like she's she... rocking the uh, the Marge Simpson cut, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Adam like and I have a deal, right? Blue. Like, if I meet a millionaire, or like, so, 
there is this basketball player that plays for the Denver Nuggets that I think is just beautiful. And I'm like, Adam, what, what would you do if he like came up to me and like wanted to, to take me away? And he's like, send you with him. Cause he makes millions of dollars. And why would you send some cheddar back to me? I don't care. That's true. Love everyone. Um, as long as he breaks you off a slice. Right. She, so, I mean, she looks like she went a little too deep on a Smurf before him. <laughs> blue hair. <laughs> but he's teach their own, I guess, right? Hey, you, you can't, Lo- can't love knows love. no bounds. Yeah. Well, apparently you can if you're a billionaire. Or Leonardo DiCaprio. So True. did she say yes, I'm assuming? Yes, she did. I'll have to do a little bit more research to see if this engagement is still on or if it's been called off or they actually tied the knot. That's such a great yep. question, though, Chris. I didn't even think about being like, did she say yes? Was she down for it? Oh, yes. Yeah. What's the prenup Oh, her like? ring was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Good for them. I'm, I'm happy when uh, people find each other. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it be at a yeah. old people home or whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Do you think that she, he was like her nurse? <laughs> I'm sure we could come up with an elaborate background backstory. Right now, this. I have so many questions. He had to do what he had to do. Um, what community service as part of his graduation, and she was at the nursing home. <laughs> yeah, in order for him to get confirmed with the church, he had to do community service, and that's where he met her. They've been dating for three years. Yeah. His, uh, yeah. his his Eagle Scout project. <laughs> oh man do you think she has kids or like was married before and her kids are like do you think she has grandkids right like you think she has grandkids his age I've experienced a father figure in my life um Marrying a woman literally a month older than me and it being very weird. I cannot imagine if a grandparent married someone younger than me. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's definitely. Do her fun. grandkids go her grandpa? Go hell him grandpa. Gramps. Pops. Gramps Giuseppe. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Don't start. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my grandfather was Gramps, and then mm. my grandmother was not Non or Nona. So, yeah, this is basically yes. Angela's family. We didn't tell you is the Giuseppe, <laughs> that Giuseppe is Angela's cousin. Now, I'm kidding. Oh God, I mean, so good for them. I've learned so much in such a short amount of time about Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I know all the past five years of you know us working together and knowing each other. Well, you well, didn't know out. Jomo is Angela is actually married to a 79 year old billionaire in Italy uh, who lets her live in Maryland. And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, she has picked Brooklyn. Now, I would have gone a little, <laughs> little classier, classier with Millersville, but whatever. I mean, I don't get that high of an allowance, Amanda. Come on. I, I was going to say, uh, she would have entirely way more plants than she currently does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Facts. That's and more dogs. <laughs> and more dogs. Yes. But we digress. Um, oh, I already so have yeah. every dog possible. Yes. And nannies for my dogs. 
Like each dog would have their own nanny. I would be that lady. Chris is counting. I don't know what he's counting, but I see him using his fingers, which since I've known him for 37, he's, how long are you? 35 he's, years. He's trying to uh, time travel. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what, what episode we're on, but. For this season, uh, it's three. All right, okay. Which I know, Chris, is actually really hard for you to count up to, but the first two are <laughs> one and two, and then the next one is three. I was are counting we, that. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, because we did Skinwalker, we did Lizzie, and now we're going and back in time. This baby. one. Yep. Oh, so, Chris, I have to ask Lewis. Yeah, I was going to say, could we do episode, like an intro yeah. with the. <laughs> Yeah, does episode talk about anything with Back to the Future? Um, um a little are bit. Are we going to go where bit. no place has gone before? Uh, I was going to start out with the time space continuum and <laughs> flux capacitors <laughs> and DeLoreans. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a little bit. We're going to go over some uh, movies a little bit later on. The the what the, the interwebs have said the most. Uh, well. The best time travel travel movies of all time, in order. I'm gonna go through them and uh, talk Number about because a lot of them. Machine. Well, a lot of uh, of them. To be honest, I've never even heard of. Like, I was surprised. One of them on here, like I just recently heard of, and it came out in like the 90s or the late or early 2000s. One or the other, but then there's some of the other ones I've never even heard of before. I was surprised. Well, I shouldn't say there's like two or three that I haven't heard of before, but um, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. But uh, first, start off just uh, explaining, you know, the the wiki definition of time travel. So time travel is commonly defined with David Lewis's definition. So an object time travels if and only if the difference between its departure and arrival times are measured in the surrounding world does not equal the duration of the journey undergone by the object. So what that means is something travels. If, if it, when it arrives, it arrives at the different time than the distance it takes to travel, then it's traveled in time one way or the other. So if it arrives sooner than it was supposed to arrive, basically you're time traveling. So that, that what I kind of got confused on with that definition is that if it takes you an hour and 15 minutes to get to work, right? And for some reason, you arrive to work an hour and 10 minutes. Did you time travel by the definition five minutes into the you no, know, I future? No, I Chris. I broke huh? the speed limit and I went 90. I was going to say, I was definitely, you know, going way too fast to, you know, beat the clock on Google. Okay. Okay. Here's my question. Say I leave Florida, I'm driving, I don't know, let's call it a Ford Fiesta, red for people who need a visual, with an old lady next to me and a dog in the back. This is all hypothetical. And I'm heading to, I don't know, let's pick Colorado. I go through two time zones. So it took me uh, 27 hours-ish from one location to the other. But if we're actually counting time, it only took me 20, 
five hours because I lost two time zones. So is that time travel? I mean, I feel like anytime you go through a time zone, it's time travel. Right. I guess that, that's probably was an easier question to ask Ange instead of giving the description of the car and such. Yes. So I mean, you, I needed the backstory you, to make me feel like I was there. <laughs> and when when you started describing the car, and I really thought you were going to say, okay, I'm driving this car, and there's a 76-year-old with me with blue hair and a 19-year-old in the back. Seat. <laughs> 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 and well, then because I mean, of their age difference, that's time travel. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What if – oh, J-Mo. What if the 76-year-old actually is originally from our time, went to the future, and came back because she realized Giuseppe was always her love? Hence why she's a billionaire. I think we have the Ooh. best. This is going to be number one on the time travel movie list after we get <laughs> done writing the script. I'd watch it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yep. I'm already so, thinking of the theme songs your band can play. I love it. <laughs> That's hilarious. So time travel to the past is theoretically possible in certain general relativity space-time geometries that permit traveling faster than the speed of light, such as cosmic strings, traversable wormholes, and Alcubierre drives, which I probably butchered the shit out of that word, but we're going to ride with it. The theory of general relativity does suggest a scientific basis for the possibility of backward time travel in certain unusual scenarios. So although arguments from semi-classical gravity suggest that when quantum effects are incorporated in general relativity, these loopholes may be closed. These semi-classical arguments led Stephen Hawking to formulate the chronology protection conjecture suggesting that fundamental laws of nature prevent time travel, but physicists cannot come to a definite art judgment on the issue without a theory of quantum gravity to join quantum mechanics and general relativity into a completely unified theory. So, unless you're a science expert, what does that exactly mean? I hardly know, but pretty much is what it's saying is that the laws of physics prevent some physicists say the laws of physics prevent time travel from actually being a thing, especially when traveling into the past. Um, traveling into the future is a little bit easier, but coming back is not necessarily possible. So there's some common issues that occur for time travel. So there's what what's called the casual loop. or These are all paradoxes. So this is what first one's called the casual loop. So this is a paradox of time travel that occurs when a future event is the cause of a past event, which in turn is the cause of the future event. As confusing as that is, let me explain that a little further. Both events then exist in space-time, but the origin cannot be determined. So it's kind of similar to the chicken and the egg theory. So a casual loop may involve an event, a person, or object, or information. The term bootstrap paradox, pedestrian paradox, or ontological paradox are sometimes used in fiction to refer to a casual loop. So this is more or less that it's similar to the idea of I want to go back in time and um, drop off some plans for a time machine, right? So all of a sudden, say you're sitting there at your desk. Hmm? Is it like the sports almanac? (laughs) Yeah, similar to that. So you're sitting there and you're you're on your computer at work or something. All of a sudden, these plans for a uh, how to build a time machine land on your desk, right? You build said time machine, and after you build the time machine, you decide you're going to go back in time and give the plans to yourself to build the time machine. 
So where's the inception of the event? You know, it's kind of like a, a continuous loop. There's no like definitive beginning to that loop. So that's kind of what they're saying there. So the grandfather paradox, the consistency paradox or grandfather paradox occurs when the past is changed in any way, thus creating a contradiction. A common example given is a traveling to the past and intervening with the conception of one's ancestors, such as causing the death of the parent or beforehand. So this is just basically Marty going back in time and making sure his parents meet so he is alive. More or, or less. it's Fry going back in time and realizing that his fa- grandfather doesn't sleep with his grandmother. It's him who sleeps with his grandmother. Yes. So making him- in a sense. Like, it's basically saying that grandfather. You, can't, you can't go back in time and, like, intervene and cause them not to, for you to be born. Whether you kill a family member or a grandfather or whatever, or you cause your parents not to meet, like, back to the future, you know, it, it's, it's causing a grandfather pa- paradox. So, if the time traveler were not born, then it would not be possible for them to undertake such an act in the first place. Therefore, the ancestor lives to offspring the time traveler's next generation ancestor and eventually the time traveler. So that's another one. It's like, there's no, if he didn't exist, if he caused himself, not the time traveler causes himself not to exist, then how does he go back in time to, you know, how does he even exist to go back in time to make that happen? Different timeline. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another thing too, is the, the multiple, you know, multiverse, multiple timelines, branches and everything else. All right, so talk about some ways that are a way that time travel, common themes for time travel. So the kind of the main one is is wormholes. So wormholes are hypothetical warp space-time permitted by Einstein's field equations of general relativity. So basically, the simplest way to think about it is, is that it's an opening in one por- part of time and to another opening in another part of time. So it's basically, a, it's a, you know, I'm sure everybody knows what a wormhole is. It's a way to traverse through space-time to get from one end to the other um go through a brief history of time travel so in 1895 hg wells novel the time machine popularized the idea of time as the fourth dimension through which it might be possible to travel uh, with three spatial dimensions in 1905 einstein's groundbreaking paper on the theory of relativity introduces the idea of time dilation the first hint that in real physics, as well as sci-fi, time might be interchangeable with space. So I feel like people probably thought about or talked about time travel for way further back than 1895, but I guess it really wasn't documented too much um, prior to that. But I feel like it's always been a fantasy that, you know, even making the simplest mistake like fantasizing about going back in time and changing that, you know, one thing like, oh man, I wish I would have studied harder last night for that test you know i wish if i can go back in time i would correct that or whatever it's like what amanda and i were talking about on the last episode with our rocky world news would you go back in time and go back to high school yeah yeah you know what's funny is i was listening to another podcast uh recently and they covered that story that same story about the guy or the i'm sorry it was a woman that that went to School. What country was that in? I forgot now. It was in New Jersey. Oh, was it? I thought it was in another country. No, we were in Jersey. I mean, sometimes I feel like New Jersey is another country, but fair. I mean, to me, it's hell. So there's that. (laughs) Oh man. 
Amanda, you're so, not talking. So is is that yeah, the question? <laughs> you know, if you could time travel, would you go back to high school? Yeah. No, I think our question originally the question last week was Would you go back to high at school? Now at I don't know how old you are, Jima, but at your age, would you fake a high school student to go back to high school now? And then that transformed in that if you had the opportunity to go back, every knowledge you have, would you go? No no regrets, man. Uh, I don't think I'd go back to high school. <laughs> I think I said something similar. Yeah. And yeah. now I would not go back. I have no desire to ever enter a high school hall again. <laughs> no thanks. Can't enter ours. Yeah, yours doesn't exist. Doesn't exist anymore. Nope. So, 1927, the physicist Arthur Eddington first introduces the concept of the era of time and its relation to entropy in his book titled The Nature of Physical World. So, 1935, together with Nathan Rosen, Einstein shows that under certain circumstances, it's possible to have a shortcut between two different points in space-time, what they're talking about as a wormhole, even between past and future. 1941, two American experimenters, Herbert Ives and G.R. Stilwell, confirmed the reality of time dilation by observing fast-moving particles inside a TV-style cathode ray tube. So to me, when I read that, when I was pulling this stuff out, to me, it felt like they were just staring at a broken TV, like high on God knows what, and turned it on and watched like sparks dance around. That's like what the picture that came to my mind. What year was that? 1941. I don't think there were TVs in the 40s. What's a cathode ray tube? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was the inception of TVs, TVs or maybe they were. Oh, I'm sorry, 1927. Oh. Was it the first TV came out? Yes, September 7th, 1927. What do they call them? No. The movie pictures. The movie the pictures? The talkies. Well, that's when they came out with movies with words. They called it the talkies. Which is funny because now I don't actually watch TV. I just read it because I have subtitles because <laughs> I can't hear people. Design. <laughs> so from here, we jumped to 1974. We jump. Wait, wait, wait. For 50 years, we don't do shit. Well, 32, three, 33 years from 41 to 74. It's because oh, the okay. TV was. I forgot we were in the 40s. My bad. <laughs> we, we were too busy watching TV, like JMO said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Physicist Frank Tipler designs the first real-time machine, on paper at least. According to the design, the Tipler cylinder would use a string of rotation neutrine stars to produce a closed time-like curve. Basically, it was some sort of similar cylinder that would be rotating neutron stars inside of it to cause a uh, some sort of dilation in the space and time. So 1992 from there, so another 22 roughly years, no, more than that, 28 years. So 1992, Stephen Hawking suggests that there might be an undiscovered law of nature that prevents closed time-like curves, therefore preventing time travel into the past from occurring. 
But Stephen Hawkins seems like, and there's another piece that I'll that I'll prove this. He constantly tries to find ways that time travel is not possible. It seems like just he's always going around trying to uh, make it not work or prove that it doesn't work. So in 2009. Stephen Hawking holds a party for time travels, which is widely publicized. It was actually on a TV show um, on Science Channel, Discovery Channel, or something like that. But he, um, but only after it was, has taken place. So unfortunately, no time travelers showed up to the party. So what he did was he threw this party, but he didn't end up. He didn't send out the invitations to the party until after the party, which to me is kind of lame. Like if there actually is time travel, do you think they're going to out themselves and risk? like messing with history in a sense, you know, I feel like that's a lame way to like prove if it's real or not. And how does he know who to throw the invitations to? Well, wouldn't it be history anyway, if they did show up? Yeah. But it it, like, maybe they, if they bring out time travel now, it would cause like a major wreck in our timeline. So they don't do it. Exactly. And you've said all Mm -hmm. the risks, right? Like people's, grandfathers wouldn't be born and it would just cause all these issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a ton of different things, you know, the butterfly effect, you know, that's a popular movie term that I'm sure everybody's heard of, but for those that haven't, if you step on a butterfly in the future is, is that going to, you know, cause something, the world to end a hundred years earlier in the, in the, you know, past, or I'm sorry, I said that backwards. If you step on a butterfly, in the past, is that going to cause the world to end in the future, a hundred year, years earlier, or something like that? Um, so there's definitely, uh, you know, risks to time travel for sure, and that could have been one of them. If they came out too soon, then it would cause major issues with our, you know, future. So a um, couple. Time travel things that I came across. Um, so there's some artifacts that have been found, and I've just pulled a couple that were really interesting to me. That I thought there was some something to it, and some of them, some of the other ones, I stumbled across that it could also be, you know, my my favorite topic, which we eventually we'll get into and do an episode on, is Tartaria, which is you know the belief that there was a uh, intelligent society that lived before us and once we get to a you know certain point technologically they kind of just hit the reset button and start over where just humanity's gone and they start over again um so a couple of those things were like these this ancient computer that was found in a shipwreck that um was used to you know predict stars and also apparently predicted well it'll keep track of when the next olympics are it's a lot of um, weird things that they, you know, the device can do. And it was apparently like hundreds of thousands of years old. Another one my, that I found, uh, this one's more in line with the time travel is what they call the hundred million year old hammer. So this is a hammer that was found in London, Texas in 1934 encased in stone that had formed around it. The rock surrounding the hammer is said to be more than a hundred million years old. Glenn J. Cuban, a vocal skeptic, claims the hammer was made millions of years ago, said the stone may contain materials that are more than 100 million years old, but that doesn't mean the rock formed around the hammer so long ago. Some limestone is formed around the artifacts known to be from the 20th century. So concentrations can form quickly around objects, he said. Concentrations 
are masses of hardened mineral matter. Oh God, Chris, I, can, I don't know what my deal is, man. I cannot read. I, I, I'm reading concentrations and it's definitely concretions. So, so I'm going to read that <laughs> paragraph over again, guys. Bear with me. So, so the hammer, Fuck. the hammer. So are, are we, uh, do we know when Thor was born? I mean, is there any chance that this could be linked to that? Um, it's, asking the hard I have questions a, here. <laughs> I have a picture of the hammer, and it's not a very, uh, it's not a very Thor-like hammer. I'll show you guys a picture here in a minute. So, some limestone is formed around the artifact, known to be from the 20th century. So, concretions can form very, fairly quickly around objects. He said, "Concretions are masses of hardened mineral matter." So, Carl Ball, who was in possession of the artifact, said the wooden handle has turned to coal, evidence of its great age, and the metal it is made of has a strange composition. Critics have called for more independent testing to verify these claims, but thus far no such testing has been conducted. They call it the London Hammer. And we'll post these uh, pictures on um, YouTube for you, or YouTube, um, the social medias for the <laughs> listeners. But first, yeah. so here is the hammer. Oh, all right. So it's not so much um, Thor-like, but it's definitely it definitely it's looks definitely old. Not like Thor. it's not. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know what the deal with the shell is next it to it. Looks like a like mining really... tool or something. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. So but like it definitely looks a old. Quarter next to something. It could be, yeah, like a size comparison, maybe. It could have picked a quarter instead of. Oh, a well, I don't know what that shell is. Rock thing. <laughs> Right. So is uh, so is the seventy six year old's nickname the London Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Italian Hammer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> More in line from her heritage. But I, this is I've heard of this story before, and it is fascinating that like if somebody could explain it, I'd love to hear the explanation. But. A hundred million years ago, we didn't have the means to to create tools of this style. So it's just interesting that if it is actually a hundred million years old, that means there's an ancient, you know, society that was capable of doing things that we didn't think they were, or this thing somehow teleported back in time. You know? So so does that mean we can open the can of worms about like the pyramids and Stonehenge and stuff like that now? <laughs> Yeah, by all means. I mean, I think all that stuff, that's, I think, we, I mean, they've proved time and time again that, that we can't build the pyramids the way they say they built them. It's just, it would have taken, like they say they built them as tombs, which in the Great Pyramids, they've never found found a body inside of them, any of them. You know, some of the other smaller um, tombs that are of the uh, mid-dynasty or late dynasty, they found um you know, bodies in them or mummies inside of them. But that could have been just the next generation coming along, trying to mimic what they thought the, uh, you know, the, the ancient, more ancient Egyptians were doing. Uh, and I mean, it, there's things coming out now that the pyramids were, well, they've been coming out. People have theorized this forever that they were some, you know, the pyramids were used as like energy sources and they had obelisks that the electricity would pass on to. And it kind of is based off of, uh, um, Tesla's theory of the 
you know, being able to draw electricity out of the environment or another dimension. Um, it's pretty fascinating, but I, I do believe there's something there. I don't think they were used to, for as tombs. They weren't, if you look at the way they're designed, they're not designed for that. You know, it's just, they're not easy to traverse and get inside. It's not like, you know, the ones, the great pyramids, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. I wonder how many of those hammers they used to make the pyramids. <laughs> So you're telling me King Tut wasn't found in a pyramid, Chris? He was found in a pyramid. He just uh, he wasn't found in the Great Pyramids. I'm talking about the ones in Giza, the Great Pyramids in Giza. The three. They, the big yeah, yeah. Three ones. Oh, I've been there. I've seen yeah. them. Of course The you small have. ones they found bodies in, but the big Great Pyramids they did not find. There was no money like, found in those. You can't really go in because isn't there like structural damage inside? Because like I've only been, we've only been able to see the outside part. The Great Pyramid. We didn't go inside. People have gone in there. People have gone in there. I mean, it's they're they're not allowed to have tours in there, but they there's people have gone in the pyramids though. The Great Pyramids. Did you get me a mic? No, this is the mic I've had. It's a Lewitt four forty pure. If you're wondering. I do. Maybe we can get them to sponsor. Yes, it's a very nice microphone. Lewitt 440 Pure. It's a good microphone. <laughs> right. Oh, that'd be I've great. I've been trying to get Liquid Death also, to endorse us, but... Z- well, Zoom we're not going to get an endorsement from uh, Red Bull, that's for sure. <laughs> no, because they've caused me to have to edit this podcast like crazy because I'm, I'm talking a mile a minute and my eyes are reading words incorrectly, all thanks to Red Bull. Thanks, Red Bull. <laughs> that's a that's a great endorsement for Red Bull. It is. I nailed it. I nailed it. I've only had Red Bull like twice in my life, and usually it was with with Jaeger. You mean vodka? It, so. No, isn't Jaeger and Jaeger bomb is Jaeger and Red Bull? I don't know. Right? It's a thing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Jaeger, my liver is like you're Red correct. Bull. I don't. I don't so. do Red Bull, so. I do on occasion. I used to drink them a lot more, but I've cut way back. And the more I'm going through this podcast, I'm remembering why. (laughs) So the next one artifact from possibly the future is the 500,000 year old spark plug. So in 1961, three people were out searching for geodes. Uh, For those who don't know, geodes are their rock-like structure that has like a crystal inside. A lot of time it's like purple crystal inside of it. Um, So searching for geodes for their gem and gift shop in Olancha, California, when they found what appeared to be a spark plug encased in a geode. Virginia Maxey, one of the three discoverers, said at the time that the geologist examined the fossils around the device and dated the device at 500,000 years or older. The geologist was never named, and the current whereabouts of the artifact are unknown. Critics of critics of the claim, Pierre Stromberg and Paul V. Heinrich, only have x-rays and an artist's sketch of the artifact to analyze. They think it was a modern spark plug encased in quick-forming concretion rather than a geode. But Stromberg and Heinrich say, have said there is little hard evidence that the original discoverers intended to deceive anyone. I have a picture real quick to show you guys of that one. You guys, I forgot to tell you that I found this artifact 
but I don't actually can't tell you the location of it and I can't tell you how I found it, but I drew a picture for you. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. It's a penis. <laughs> That's for our listeners. I just appreciated that they were like, nobody knows where it's at and nobody else has seen it, but we can draw you a picture of what we think it looks like. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta say that that's that was a cute picture of a penis, by the way. Yeah, it was a heart shaped penis for Valentine's Day. It's perfect, and it's pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm confused by this picture. Not a maintenance picture. That to me, I, I guess from the top. But how could uh, this hurts my head? So the this this spark plug here on the side on the right side of the picture that's just well, like I know a, that's an actual spark plug yeah that's what they think okay. it is and it's basically saying that this is like if you were to chop the head off this or even right here like this circumcision is what you can see. okay yeah. yeah what i'm wondering is where's the other half of it when the other half be but i guess they don't have the actual this is an artist um, rendering it's not the actual um Amanda, I think I found your new calling in life, and it is to draw pictures of things that have not been found yet, based right. on descriptions. Right. Yeah, I, th- this might be out of the Pet Boys catalog, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It looks like an eyeball that's been dilated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it's something. It's definitely steel. With porcelain. I mean, that's what spark plugs are made out of is porcelain and steel. And it, I mean, I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's porcelain, but it's definitely something that looks like porcelain in the center. And definitely on the outside, it looks like something that's steel encased in rock. I mean, I know that for sure by looking at and it. And we know that those were things. Plug. We know those were things that didn't exist. How, how many years ago? 500,000? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, not that they didn't exist, but they didn't exist in that format. To our knowledge. Right. 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 Can you imagine being the Joe Schmo who goes back in time and you end up, you're like, man, I'm really sick of 1974. I wish it was just year 74. And so you go back in time and you're like, you know what this little village or these Native Americans really need? A spark plug. Like, they're. Could be. Hey. They needed they needed their light. That's how they got fire. Don't judge them. Maybe that's probably like he probably had like a uh, men. What was men's only? What was the membership only jackets? You know, but his was kind of puffy. Members only. He had a hat. Yeah, yeah, and he had a hat, and that's why they thought that the god was like an eagle because they were like, "What's this guy wearing?" Oh, and Joe was from Philadelphia, and he was an Eagles fan. So he kept singing the Fly Eagles Fly song. And they were just like, all right, well, I guess this guy who taught us fire can be our leader and our God. And that's why we have what we have. You're welcome. Solve that problem. All right. So next, <laughs> I have a couple um, kind of stories of possible time travel that, that occurred. So 
there was this news reporter, these news reporters that were going around to a shipyard in Germany. Um, and upon leaving, they kind of, it was like they almost went to a parallel universe or something happened. They, they started seeing bombs go off around them, stuff blowing up. Um, they were, they had to run out of the, the building itself, the security guard. Um, he had, they asked the security guard that was there if they could do anything to help, but they just rushed him out. Um, and they immediately left the area. Once they left the area, they turned back and everything seemed to be fine. Like nothing happening. There's no planes in the skies. There's no bombs exploding, falling. Everything's fine. Um, this happened in Hamburg, uh, shipyard in Germany. 11 years later, a picture came out, um, during the world war two. And it was of this this factory being bombed and i'll show you guys the picture and the the two reporters said that it was exactly what they saw and lived through 11 years prior that didn't actually happen until then so kind of um there's the picture there so that's actually what they saw um, during the um, 11 years prior before it happened. And then it just kind of went away after they left the plane. It kind of just went away. And see, if stuff like that, I believe it happened. When did this happen? Like, what's the purpose of that? Why would that happen? You know? Uh, right, 11 years before World War II. So that's like the 1923, four, something like that, I believe. Okay. If they could, if they went back, couldn't they have been like, oh, this doesn't look good. How can I stop 32. this from happening? Or were they just like, I'm well, they sure didn't what was know. going on? Yeah, yeah, they didn't know okay. what was going on. Yeah. I won't cancel them just yet. So, yeah, it was 1932. I take that back. And it seemed like a lot of this was going on during the 40s. Because here's another picture. Um, so, it was at the South Fork Bridge in the early 40s. and uh british columbia canada so it's a picture and it appear the picture shows a man like a they call it the time traveling hipster um he just looks out of place and like he's not wearing clothes of the time uh this one's pretty interesting to me i mean i'm sure there's an explanation for it but it's definitely uh an interesting one so if you see if you can find them in the picture Oh, you mean because the sunglasses and oh, his yeah. hoodie don't give it away? Yeah, yeah. And that, and that weird though. Like it just doesn't seem like he fits everybody else. It's business, you know, business suits and top or well, not top hats, but you know, men's hats, <laughs> fedora t- style hats. And he's just rocking some sunglasses, a zipped up hoodie, and a t-shirt and a Mario you know? t-shirt. Yeah, I mean, it's just strange. You know Mario, it's, it's got an M on it or something. It looks like he went out for a run or to like go to his like a w- local weed shop and took a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. I gotta say though, f- he doesn't look very hipstery to me. <laughs> no, I not mean the, I wouldn't call him not, a hipster. No, not the modern day hipster. I think when the, this not this article specifically, but I think when that name took off because I've seen I remember seeing this picture. Oh man, fifteen years ago, I remember seeing this picture going around. So maybe 15 years ago, hipster. Yeah, but okay. If he is, what's in his hand? Is that like a camera in his hand? Yeah, they said that. 
it was like a, a like a camera or a walkman. That that usually wasn't mentioned too often, but yeah. Because some of like, them have cameras, right? Sorry, Kima. I was gonna say I kind of get like '90s, uh, like late '90s rock fan. This is what I get out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's like wearing puka shells. I think. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, definitely, it definitely out of place for sure. It's definitely. That's um, crazy. There's another one. It's not true. It was basically kind of it. It came out that it was not true. It was a news article that came out in the early two thousands about this time traveler who went back in time and hit the stock market for like three hundred million, three hundred fifty million dollars. But that that was proved wrong. It was kind of a not a scam, but a fraudulent claim. It was a news story that was proved wrong. Uh, this one gives me chills. This story, it's another one that's been going around forever. It, it kind of gives me chills. It's called The Man from Tar Red. So, on a hot afternoon in July 1954, a man arrived at the Haneda Airport, also known as the Tokyo International Airport. who's described to be a Caucasian man with a beard. This man is known to have been French, but he was pretty fluent in other languages as well, including Japanese. Now, there are a couple versions of the story. Some say the man handed over his passport to be stamped by the Japanese immigration officials when the officers realized that while the passport seemed perfectly fine, the country where it was issued, Tall Red, did not exist in real life. In another version, the man mentioned he was from Torred, and the officers didn't believe him. He showed his passport. Um, either way, the man tried his best to convince the officers that Torred does, in fact, exist in real life. He claimed that it was located in between France and Spain. He claimed that his hometown wasn't new either and said uh, it had been around for at least a thousand years. Eventually, the man was shown a world map. He pointed to the area, which is currently the Principality of Andorra. Uh, he generally seemed confused as to why the authorities were hell-bent on calling this place Andorra. Eventually, the immigration officers arrested the man on suspicions of being a criminal. To interrogate him further and figure out what in God's name was going on, he was shifted to a hotel nearby. Two guards were positioned outside his room. But guess what happened? When they went to check on the man the next day, he vanished. Poof, gone. Were no signs of escape. Even the documents he was carrying with him couldn't uh, could have been used as evidence of the man's existence disappeared as well. Could he have been a man from the future? Or more interestingly, interestingly could be he be living in a parallel universe where Andorra is known as Torrid? And that isn't that fascinating. It gives me chills every time I think about that story because there's people that actually said that that happened. Like that guy came and you know had the passport the whole nine yards. And granted. For sure, it could have been an elaborate, elaborate hoax, no doubt. You know, I definitely wouldn't put that past somebody. But it's 1954. Like, I, mean, I don't feel like there's too many people putting that kind of effort into a hoax of that caliber. You know, it just doesn't. To me, it doesn't doesn't work. Has any of you guys ever heard that of, story before? I hadn't heard the story before, but it got kind of. Uh... Sounds like a, you know, a catch me if you can kind of thing, right? 
<laughs> yeah. 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 So another one is a fo- another photo for you guys. It's of a woman in, from a Charlie Chaplin movie. She's she's supposedly an extra in a Charlie Chaplin movie. And in the photo, let me share with you guys. It looks like she's doing something. And I'm going to see if you guys can uh, figure out what do you think she's doing? It's pretty easy, but what do you think she's doing? Is she walking her zebra? zebra? No, she has nothing to do with the zebra. It's just right here. What she does it seem like she's doing? Or talking on a phone. Is she talking on a yeah. phone? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's some good cell phone apparently, Yeah. Apparently she wasn't like an extra, like a legit paid extra. It was just, they were filming the streets and caught her. You know, unexpectedly. That's pretty. It's pretty, uh, pretty wild. Uh, It goes up there with the. um, There's another one similar to that. So it's a phone and an 1860 painting. So the artist is an Austrian uh, individual by the name of Ferdinand George Waldmuller. Um, The photo is called "The Unexpected," allegedly depicting a woman, woman, woman. Woman holding and staring down at a phone while strolling along a path in the countryside. However, art experts debunked these claims and stated that the alleged phone that the woman is holding in the painting was actually a prayer book. But to me, and I'll show you, it surely looks like a phone. Right? Oh, yeah, look at that. It's like what you would see walking down the street now. Somebody using their phone, you know? I mean, yeah, but it you could still kind of see a book. I could see it being a prayer book because but yeah. I can see phone, but that's I think because we're so we're conditioned like, to see that. Conditioned, yeah. Right. But I could see where it could be a prayer book. Yeah, this one I'm not, you know, hundred percent. I'm I'm going, it's a phone. And her and her man right there, they're doing some geocaching. They're trying to figure out where the spot's <laughs> at. It's, uh, somebody really captured the moment here. Or maybe they're playing Pokemon Go. Oh, that's Ooh, a good yeah. One. Yeah, there you go. So, this one is one of my favorites. It's come up in one of my other favorite topics, the topic of Project Serpo. Um, and it talks about briefly the chronovisor. Does anybody know what the chronovisor is? It's the advisor of chrono. Is it something that, that I would learn from Star Trek? It has mm. something to do with time. Someone that I maybe oversees thought. time. No. So the chronovisor was believed to be a time viewer that was invented by um, some people related to the Catholic Church. I don't. I don't remember. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I don't remember exactly oh, the 100 percent details. It's apparently. I want to say it was two priests that invented this device. It's basically like a well, it looks like an old time TV TV, and it was called the Chronovisor. And it, you could use it basically to view past events. You can kind of put in whatever you want, and it would, you know, put in a time or a year, and it would show you events that were going on at that time. 
it would go all the way back to the, apparently the inception was the crucifixion of Jesus and it would go all the way through the uh, future as well. Apparently. That sounds like something that they did on Loki. Yeah, I was just thinking that with, uh, what's his name, the timekeepers. Yeah. It's possible. That, I mean, it could have bit off that for sure. I mean, it, it's that's another one that's been going around for a while. Um, the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Project, or experiment, they call it, that one's kind of interesting. It really wasn't wasn't intended to be time travel, per se. So with the Philadelphia Experiment, so let me make sure I get the years right. So back in 1943, so it was right, right around the time of World War II, the uh, U.S. Navy was doing experiments to render a, basically using Tesla's um, scientific um, data and trying to make render a uh, battleship invisible, more or less make it to where you can't see the ship. So they put the device on the ship. They had the ship loaded with sailors, and they uh, were in Norfolk, or sorry, they were in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the water, and they enacted the device, and the the ship disappeared. It totally vanished. Next thing they know, some time later, the ship shows back up. And they board the ship, and there are soldiers that are fused to in in the ship. Like basically, they've become a part of the ship. There's soldiers that are totally confused, you know, just all kinds of mayhem that you can imagine on the ship itself. Um, it was reported from the soldiers that, that where they ended up, they kind of vanished as they ended up in Norfolk, uh, Virginia, and there in the harbor there, because some soldiers described that where they were, and they just you know decided it was. Norfolk, Virginia. So they were, although they didn't intend it to end up as time travel per se, or they didn't really, they don't necessarily know if they went back in time because they weren't there that long. They, you know, didn't intend on, you know, traveling basically through a wormhole or something else. So another interesting one. You guys heard of that one at all? Philadelphia experiment? No. And I like lived in, in Norfolk. So it makes me feel like I really missed out on this. Uh, yeah, did. I was gonna say uh, we didn't wormhole. hit that on our Nafik tour. I know, Jeez. and I wish we would have. I mean, I feel like I've heard of it, but I didn't like know the details of it. Yeah, and I just touched just barely on it. It does. It 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 deserves a topic of its own. I mean, for sure. So here's some. I got a few more pictures for you, and then we'll jump into some some other fun stuff, some movie topics. But uh, this one, I'm excited for the movie topic. Yeah, yeah. This one is uh, photos of possible time travelers. So let's see if you can find where's Waldo time traveler, and tell me what they're doing. Is it the person smack dab in the center looking at a phone? Yeah, and I realized after I said that I was like circling it with the cursor, like telling you where it is. Yeah. So I do apologize. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it uh, could be he's wearing like a, a compass. Mm-hmm. So these apparently are factory workers that are on some kind of break or some sort of. They're apparently all factory workers. It's during the war, and they were kind of taking a break, and somebody uh, took a photo, and they apparently caught this guy who's wearing, you know, a full. Mr. Bean outfit, it seems like, looking at what appears to be a phone. Um, yeah, but that was pretty interesting. Um, 
It would be better if it was Mr. Bean and he's just looking around like, how did I get here? You know, Everything's better is. with Mr. Bean. Yes. So, agreed. When do you think... Maybe Mr. Bean is a time traveler. Hey, maybe. Mm. When do you think the hairstyle of a mohawk came out? The 70s? No, it was before that because the Indians had it. Native Americans, thank you. I'm sorry, Native Americans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Politically correct. To be political correctness, the show. I didn't so even think that, though, Ange, you are right. Shows a guy, everybody else wearing hats and everything like that. This one's not as strong as me, but this guy's got a mohawk going on here. And a white t-shirt. Is it, is it a mohawk? I was going to say, is it a mohawk or is it just like the middle part of well, his it, head and the rest of it shave like a um, Peaky Blinder situation? I, that's, you know what? I will take that. That's a fair point. Uh, this I is in 1905. I do too. One of my favorites. I haven't finished Wait, it. I miss the mohawk guy. Where is he? The white oh, shirt next to the pipe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think don't it's really more see Mohawk. I think, yeah. It almost looks like something in the background is yeah. amplifying it too. Yeah. Is it the guy riding the looks like he's riding something? Oh no, I think he's climbing the rope on the boat. So the guy in yeah, the middle with the suspenders. The guy in the middle with the suspenders, uh he's definitely giving me no some ass. ZZ top vibes with his <laughs> beard. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> yes. that's a beard. We have a new theory: ZZ Top, time travel. Okay, well, you guys have, time traveler. You two both have beards. Like, can you imagine having a beard that long? Like, back in that time, how do you keep it from collecting dust mites? Are you talking about this guy right here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that's a beard. I think he's throwing something into the back of the wagon. Oh. Does he look at it? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Listen, that's uh, more of a beard than that is a mohawk. I'm I'm, st- I'm sticking to it. All right, so let's see. I think I have one more. Um, this one. Well, these are kind of quick ones. So, so they, there's this theory that's floating around. I don't think it's as strong as it used to be of time traveling uh, celebrities or, you know, people that are big in, you know, the news or whatever you want to call it. And there's these photos from back in whatever time period uh, that look identical to the people now. So some kind of celebrities now. Do you have so, the one in Nicolas Cage? Cause that's my favorite. I believe, I believe so. And if not, I can sure I could pull it up. I was trying to pick the ones that I haven't seen before, but I think if I remember correctly, I think he's in this. Cause it's, it's Nicholas. I think Johnny Depp's in one. Dave Chappelle, maybe I'm trying to remember all the ones I've seen. Who doesn't like a Here's good one. Dave Chappelle? Oh, wow. Yeah, I see it. I definitely like see Jimmy Fallon. Time. Yep. Big time. I don't know that I've ever seen Jimmy Fallon with a uh, handlebar mustache. That's uh, that's he a did look. it. This he did no shave November this year, and then he like slowly <laughs> shaved it off. So okay, this is too. a Marxist Leninist yeah. 
Leninist revolutionary leader Mahir Kahain, Kayan, Kayan, butchered the shit out of that name. So he's born in 46 and died in 72. And he's, of course, has a striking resemblance to TV star Jimmy Fallon. I mean, I can see subtle differences, but yeah. It's very, very close. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that they don't repeat. You know, it's kind of like it gets so far where you can't repeat, you know, looks like it's going to duplicate in a sense, you know? Yeah, we all have doppelgangers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's Vladimir Putin, who's also um, looks like he's served in many wars. And I don't have the Nicolas Cage one. I thought I did. This is the only other one I have prepped, so I can um, grab that one, though. Oh, wow. Here's, isn't that crazy? He just that looks like a uh, Russian. <laughs> definitely a striking resemblance across all three. Yeah. Yeah. This was r- roughly World War One, World War Two, and then somewhat present day. Strong genes on that side of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe since he was part of the KBG, what they didn't tell us is he was part of like the cloning part of the KBG. They've been creating since the twenties. The KBG or the KGB? I don't know. Probably KGB. I think is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) KBG is like. I think KBG is like our news network. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. So. KGB. Here is the last one of that style. The famous people, Nicholas Cage. Yes. Oh, my favorite one is. I believe a lot of them have it. Johnny Depp have what well, has one. Leonardo DiCaprio has one. I mean, there's a ton of them out there that have that. Uh, my favorite if is you go down Daniel a... Radcliffe. Right. Have you ever seen the one with Daniel Radcliffe? No, he has one. Yeah, let me. Can I steal? Oh, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. let me find the picture. No. Another rabbit hole to jump down is the um, that they are actually that old and they've been drinking adrenochrome to uh, keep themselves alive. You ever think of that? Good theory. Adrenochrome or blood because they're vampires. Well, it it could. I think that there's slight trace amounts of adrenochrome in blood, so they could be extracting adrenochrome mm. from the blood. They could be vampires. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm also, um, I had to pull up the picture of Daniel um, to show you all, but I thought this was funny. Cause. So after Amanda pulls hers, I have two more of this style. So I have another cell phone guy. Is it a woman? Yeah, hold on. I think it's closer. <laughs> They're all women. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And they look like him. Clearly, this is what he the really looks like. Right. Well, that's Elijah Wood, but yeah. So this is what Daniel Radcliffe looks like. And then there's the one people. <laughs> that's <laughs> and they're wow. all women. And apparently, he gets told a lot that he looks like other people, um, but it's rarely men or boys. It's typically women. I think well, a lot of that. Th- it's the glasses. I feel like though on that yeah. one, you know. The glasses and sure. being British. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. So, the last two of the uh, time travelers throughout history I have is 
another cell phone picture. See if you can find this guy. He's pretty easy to find. Leave your mouse this time. Don't need the mouse because you already circled for it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Definitely looks like a phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that one I don't think I have an answer of what that could be. Nope. And he's like looking at the camera like, oh shit, I've been busted. You know? What if it's a radio? And he's listening they weren't to that like small. The, the Knicks game. It wasn't that small then. The radios were a lot bigger. Look at the cars, how old the cars are. Mm-hmm. This is nineteen forty three. Oh. Huh. Yes. Yeah, you'd still have a bigger like radio. It wouldn't be a, that sure. small handheld. Pretty interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Got caught, right, buddy. Last one's kind of fun. And I never understood this uh, concept, but it's kind of fun to look at and see. And why did I do that? You fucker. So a, well, I'll just let you guys see this one. This one's not circle or anything, so you guys can call it. The dab. <laughs> Nailed it. No way. Yeah. Isn't that Definitely crazy? Gavin. How they authentic all look like are these images? Yeah. What'd you say? How authentic are these images? I mean, it's, it's because thing. this one, I feel like he's photoshopped. Really? So I feel like yeah. these are all men that are just recreating war, war, war. So that last one, no. though, um, it felt like. I think it looks weird because it's a, a vintage picture that they went back and added color to it. Is kind of what no. I got. Yes. Mm. I, um, I'm, I don't know. Mm. Oh, I, I take like that back. This one was debunked. I take that back. This one was huh? debunked. I missed that. I was right. I was just, you were right. So this is of some Hands actors. The fact checker. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's I'm why we pay her the small change. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing they said so it turns so out what to the be fact checkers so it isn't a photo of a time traveler but rather an image of some actors from 2017's blockbuster Dunkirk the fact that most of the soldiers are smiling should also be a give, bit of a giveaway with this one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah. fact checked on that Cool beans. All right. So. Movie time. Movie time. Top 15 time travel movies. Um, real quick before I go any further. because I have, Yeah. Um, I guarantee you, there's some most of them you're going to know. So my sources for this episode are going to be Wikipedia, Journal News, Ancient Origins, India Times, and Pocket Lint. Just in case I missed that. Can anybody name some top 15 movies? Or do you want me to go? Th- how do you want me to do it? You want me to go through them? Or do you want me- you want to guess some? I can. Okay. Are, so I have to ask the stupid question. Are we including all three Back to the Futures as the top 15? The 
No. No. Okay. We are not. Okay. All right. So. Oops, that's a lie. The OG two, back two to the future. I'm sorry. I lied. There's two. There's two of those in there. Liar. I missed one. There's two of. There's two yeah, of those. Yeah. Part in one and part two. Yes. Part three is. Eh. Yeah. So, so you got part, part one and part two. Part two is number twelve. Okay. Part one is number one. As it should be. Yep. Um, is those. Looper on this list? Ooh, Ooh, good one. Yes, it is on its number 10. Um, okay. How about Terminator? Uh, Which one? Interesting. One. Number or Terminator, the original, is number 14. Oh. Hot take. I think the second one's way better than the first, but <laughs> well, mm. unpopular it's opinion. Number, it's number three on this list. Oh, so maybe a popular opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I is Hot Tub Time Machine number one? <laughs> no, Back to the Future was. Oh, nope, I and it's not even on the list. How <gasps> dare they! So that means that Bill and Ted's a, probably not on there. <laughs> which which one is it? Ted is Bill and Ted. Ted's Excellent Adventure. Number oh. five. Number five. Yes. Wait, wait. They include Bill and Ted, but not Hot Tub Time Machine because that's an epic movie. Yeah. I agree. It is. Any more guesses? Hold on. Thinking. Endgame. You guys are missing the adventures. No. Give me decade. Uh eighties is probably for number two is the eighties, I think. Or nineties. I don't know. Does time comp count? No. Time uh, number four <laughs> is of the sixties. Late sixties. Um What's Number the show that movie? Was... Go to Amanda. That show that um, it's like you are now entering Twilight Zone. Is there something Twilight nope. Zoney in there? Nope. All right. So I'll go through the ones unless you guys need some more time. Oh, what's Maybe that show time. with the guy who goes back in time and goes in Quantum Leap? That's a TV show. We're doing movies, not shows. Not a movie. <laughs> Good guess, though. Good show as well. <laughs> what was an, an, an was Endgame where they're naming they're naming uh, time cha- time travel things, and Ant Man says something. It's like not even a time travel. So. <laughs> oh, I can't think of it now. I'm going to find that clip and share it with you. <laughs> One of them. Ant Man. I'm moment. not even. Okay. Now. Run through the list, Chris. There's one on here that I don't I don't think it should be on here, but I want to go through. All right, I'll go through the list. Uh, number okay. 15. So it's called Primer. I've never even heard of it. It came out in 2004, and it's an indie drama, and it revolves around two engineers who accidentally discover a mechanism of time travel while tinkering with entrepreneurial mm-hmm. tech projects. Uh, so Caruth doesn't dumb down any of the science of the movie, and indeed charts have been made to explain the exact mechanics of what's going on in this film. 
but it nevertheless remains one of the most scientifically intense time travel movies ever made. Hmm. Anybody ever heard of that one? Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. Me neither. Uh, next one I it's have not It's got a good rating of. on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Really? That's a check 73%. It out, wow. Uh, number 14, of course, is the OG Terminator. As well as it should be. Well, it's should be on the list, but I feel like it should be further up. Definitely beating out yeah. further down the list. Uh, number 13 is called About Time. Anybody ever heard of that one? Yes, I love that. I was going to say that, but I didn't know if is it was like the, a time machine. What? Uh, is it the Amelia? What's her face? Chick from... Nope. It's Rachel McAdams. Just kidding. Nope. Ignore me. Yeah, this one is her husband can travel in time. <gasps> oh, we forgot the time traveler's wife, Amanda. Not on we there. Forget the time traveler's wife. <laughs> so that's number fifteen. Number twelve, of course, yep. we already mentioned, is Back to the Future Two. Number eleven, I just recently heard about, and I really want to watch. I've never seen it, but I, it's so funny that this is on here because I just recently heard about this uh, cult classic, apparently. And apparently, it's coming popular because it's showing how uh, you know television and society is like really dumbing down the um, you know the people. <gasps> or I know, know which one you're going to talk about. It's um. They're idiots. Is it idiocracy? Yes, yes. Yes, that's yeah. a good oh. emo, emo. Oh, that is that, good. That movie's funny. That movie's funny. Yeah, that's Mike like Jones one of Adam's favorite movies. They, uh, I don't they, remember time travel in that, though. Yeah, because the main character future, time travels to the future. Yeah. Oh. Wow. And he's so smart that they like think he's a genius, but he's actually an idiot his time. But he's like a genius in that time. Yeah, okay. they they water the grass with Gatorade because it has electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And he's like, why are you doing this? And he like tells yeah. him to use water. I think water's poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Nope. <laughs> so number 10 is one of my favorites, uh, Looper. Which yep, great film. Yeah. That is a great one. Sure, everybody knows that one. Number nine, I don't understand why it's on here, and I hope somebody uh, can explain this. But real quick, it says also it stands out as one of the best time travel movies ever made. Can anybody guess what that movie is? It's number nine, mind you. No, Austin Powers. I no, but a good guess. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I can explain this to you as our certified Harry Potter fanatic. Um, not, I have been trained for this moment my whole life. Let me stretch. <laughs> Ugh, get my wand. Wait, where's Please my wand? Flex your nerd. Please flex your nerd muscle right now. Well, I don't have my wand in here. Don't tell my husband because they bought me two of them. I'm literally currently playing Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. So in Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. They, Hermione has a necklace. I actually, oh, I have visual effects for you. I can show you what it looks like because I have one. So she has a necklace that has this thing on it. And if you (laughs) spin it a certain way, three times, 
uh, it will let you go back in time. And she was using it so she could do double classes because she wanted to take more classes because she's a nerd. I respect okay. that. Wish I had that option. I'm not done yet. So then Dumbledore tells her that if she uses the necklace, she could go back in time and save the hippograph, which was going to get murdered, and Sirius Black, who was going to be arrested for crimes he didn't commit. And then... Oh, that's right. I remember that part. Yes. And so they go back in time and they do all those things. Okay. But I Fair agree. Thank you. Now, would I say it's a better story than Hot Tub Time Machine? No. Not for a time or travel. Back to the Future. It's a beautiful I story. If we're... The internet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a beautiful story. We talk about love and godfathers and all those things. It is not Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay. And I want um, to What are we on? Number eight? <laughs> yep, so number eight is the 2009 version of Star Trek. Another one I'm kind of lost on of why yeah. it made the list. This it has something to direct- do with Spock dying. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't know, and yeah, Spock it's... goes back in time, right? Well, they so, go back they, like, in time to other Spock. To, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So the way they said it in here, because I kind of thought the same thing, but it says director J.J. Abrams, 2009 reboot of the Star Trek franchise, sidestepped the problem of erasing the legacy of the film TV shows that came before by using one specific device, time travel. This genius idea allows Abrams' widely entertaining film to both exist in the same universe as the previous Star Trek movies with Kirk and Spock and the whole gang while also opening up new possibilities for the future, even though Abrams' Trek focuses on young Kurt, he exists in a new and changed timeline, so the future is not 100% set. That the film is able to explain this concisely while also serving as an incredibly entertaining adventure, all in its own minor miracle, that is Star Trek 2009. And while the sequel, Star Trek Into Darkness, hampered some of the goodwill, Abrams' initial film still stands as one of the most effortlessly rewatchable blockbusters of the 21st century. So okay. I still didn't explain it too Good well, job, but JJ. I think you guys, I think you guys explained it way better than they did. But I kind of get it between the two. <laughs> so this yeah, next our, one, our simplified Spock died, goes back in time to talk to Spock. <laughs> yeah, and then the best thing is like Spock's like, "Am I able to see you?" and He's like, well, you know, people think you're supposed to, but those humans are idiots. <laughs> it's like basically what he says. <laughs> That's funny. So the next one is uh, mid '90s, and I really, li- I, I don't think I've ever seen the movie, but I really like the TV show. Anybody guess what it is? It has a number no. and an animals. Quantum leap. A number and an. I don't know where the animal comes in that or the number, but oh, qu- Twelve monkeys? quantum, I guess. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. So. <laughs> Not quantum, like that, right? No. Uh, yes. I, I love the TV show. I don't think I ever, I, that's another one I never went back and finished. Cause I, I didn't know it was there. a TV show. Same. I've only yes, seen it. Yes. It's good. Yeah. It's very good. And I, I haven't tell you seen what's the movie, in the box. so I can't tell you how it's Wrong linked. Movie. But, Seven, Amanda. Oh. 
Um, I I really like the show, so I do want to go back and watch the movie because it has Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis in it. I wasn't far uh, off though, because Brad Pitt's in Seven also. <laughs> he is. He is. You had your uh, twelve degree, six degrees of Brad Pitt in that one. All right, so number six. I lost count on what number we were on. Number six now. Hot tub time no. machine. Nope, still not hot tub time machine. <laughs> It's uh, Edge of Tomorrow. It's not on the list. <laughs> Edge, what's that about? That's not the Tom Cruise movie. Yes. So it's a similar premise to Groundhog Day, apparently. So it takes the nugget and runs with it. Keep every single scene fresh, even when watching the same day play out over and over again. The secret sauce is having Tom Cruise play an out and out-and-out out coward, which stands in contrast to the public perception of his on-screen, pers- on-screen persona and results in a wonderfully refreshing viewing experience. So it's a white whale of Is Hollywood. Is Groundhog Day on this list? Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm, I forgot about Groundhog Day. I did, too. Uh, next, as we've already named it, is Bill and Ted's, Ted's, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like everybody knows what that movie is. It's a very good movie. Any guesses on number four? Wonderful. It has an animal in the name. I just said it. Nope. No? That's a, that's a common theme for this, though, is animals in the name, I've noticed. Planet of the Apes. Ooh. So, it is back. technically Fun a Fun fact. I have never seen a Planet of the Apes movie. New I have. <laughs> I have. I don't That's remember good. them. So it is technically a time travel movie, even though audience whose first laid eyes on the 1968 film didn't know it until the, that final jaw-dropping scene. Charlton Heston's astronaut Taylor hasn't simply stumbled upon a planet yeah. made of apes. He's traveled into a future Earth where apes have actually taken over the planet. The film is rife with socio-political commentary, which continued throughout its underrated sequels and features one of the best Jerry Goldsmith scores ever created. But that ending, which paints the rest of the film in a whole new light, is what solidifies it as a classic. Okay. Uh, Number three is Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And number two, which you guessed last minute, is good old Groundhog Day. Probably probably my... I think that's fair. I think the first and second are fair for all-time uh, movies. Because Back to the Future is like completely around um, time travel and kind of really plays with the idea, whereas Groundhog Day is, in a sense, it is time travel for sure, but it does. it's not so centered around the storyline as Back to the Future is. So, of course, Back to the Future is number one. But anybody that hasn't watched any of these movies should definitely go see them because it seems like all of them are fantastic. Indeed. Well, I hope this gives everybody a good idea of, of time travel or at least aids everybody's idea of time travel and hopefully the science stuff in the beginning. We didn't lose half the people as I stumbled through it and attempted to explain it. But uh, hopefully we can we can dive deep. I'd like like to get into some specific cases of time travel or really dive deep into the specifics of time travel with somebody that has a scientific background. I think just hearing it from me that I can't dive deep into and explain it as well as 
maybe a you know scientist could um, do it you know much better justice than I can. But yeah, I think that was uh, pretty good. Um, before I forget to say it, um, please, please, please rate and review us on your platform of choice. It really helps us, guys. It really you know it brings us up into the um, list, the charts that people see us, stumble across us. Um, tell your friends and family about the podcast. You know, get us out there. We're trying to build a little community here. We're just getting started. Although we've been out for a little over a year now, we kind of had a slow start, but we're trying to kick them out as quick as we can now and just trying to trying to build something. So help us out. Leave a rate and review. Follow us on our social medias. Check out our website. We got some swag on there. Um, and it still stands. I said several episodes ago that if you Leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice, especially Apple. Apple's the best way, but uh, any of them will work. Uh, you know, let me know. I'll go pull it up, and I'll be happy to send you guys some stickers. Um, we still have stickers, so if you're interested, let me know. Um, yeah. I definitely want to thank... Yeah, who doesn't, yeah, who doesn't stickers? love free stickers? And I want to thank... Uh, Jamo, we're going to give you a stickers. sticker. We'll send yeah. one your way for being a guest. Yes, and thank you for joining us, Jamo. It, it was a delight having you and having a, another gentleman on here. And again, to get a, a male's perspective, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, this was uh, this was really fun. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome anytime. Excellent. Oh, we'll have you back, like so it. don't worry. And uh, shameless plug, uh, make sure you check out uh, Bootleggers and Baptists Uh available on any of the streaming things you can think of like Spotify and Apple and YouTube and uh, all that good stuff we're gonna uh, alright and we're gonna send our listeners out with yes, this yes of instead music. of our normal outro music we'll definitely yep. uh, throw that in there to, to send us off I want to thank everyone awesome. again gonna, and, um, yeah I was just gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out that uh, Devil in a Dress uh, is, is probably our single so check that one out Sweet. And that's the one we'll Sweet. play then. I like it. I like the title. It should be my name yeah. in my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank everyone again. Until next time. Hey, all. Angela here with the fact checking for season two, episode three of Time Travel. When Chris was going over the common issues occurred for time travel when he was discussing the casual loop paradox. He had said it was also known as the pedestrian paradox when it is actually the predestination paradox. The butterfly effect um, as it relates to the butterfly effect theory rests on the notion that the world is deeply interconnected such as the one small occurrence can influence a much larger complex system. It's the effect is named for an allegory for chaos theory and it evokes the idea that a small butterfly flapping its wings could hypothetically cause a typhoon as found on the definition by the decisionlab.com. That was all I had from this week's episode. Talk soon.
daddy You know you are terrifying Overwhelming power, terror, paralyzing Got pain, got pleasure with you both Another blood rising, yes! Yeah.